That's right. What was the just JT and Madonna live here on the Shoot Brothers podcast? There's also <laughs> there's also Cameron Osborne. There's also Mike the Shoot Shepherd. That's right. Hey, hey. Prefaced it right Hop there. It preach. Mike, there was a time probably as soon as the main event of Hell in a Cell started where I thought to myself, fuck, what terrible timing. Of course. What? Uh, well, as soon as I saw the the purplish pe- the purple pectoral <laughs> of one Cody yeah. Rhodes, I was I there, I'll, I'll be honest. There was an immediate level of just like, oh, damn it. Yeah. I, I did. Yeah. I, I could do the math in my head, and I knew it wasn't going to happen. You know, I thought there's here's my time to miss um, Cody Rhodes. You know, we'll be at Monday Night Raw in two weeks. Triple H is in charge. I think our timing... That's that's the other thing. I think that outweighs the Cody. Our timing could not have (laughs) uh, swayed in any better way. Of course, we're going to Monday Night Raw in two weeks. Can't be excited. Or can't be more excited, rather. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Yeah, because, I mean, especially they're on the streak right now where every week they're bringing someone back, so... If that stands two (laughs) weeks from now, like, just gotta just do one person this week, one person the next, and I think we'd be all good. You know who debuted in Toronto that we saw? Who's that? The Fiend, maybe. Little Bray Wyatt. The Fiend did debut, of course. That one of the, one of not only the best entrances of all time, one of the best entrances (laughs) I've ever seen of all time. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, and those tic- Who knows? The tickets, of- maybe we'll get upgraded seats again. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a whole other story. But um, yeah, we're excited, obviously. The world's excited, too, because as we said, Triple H has taken over. The differences are clear and noticeable. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still the wrestling show. There's still a lot of tropes they fall into, but... Uh, it's still wrestling. It's still wrestling. Even Tony Khan is like, yeah, yeah, they're doing pretty good over there. <laughs> oh, this is pretty fun. This is going pretty well. It's yeah. going pretty well. We'll cover all this week's Monday Night Raw action. Could not be any more excited, but uh, for <laughs> the live show. But uh, let's get uh, let's get into the show. Let's get into the podcast. Let's get into the podcast by uh, kicking off the way we always do, which is by crowning a brand new Tweeted League champion. It's the tweet of the week. It's the tweet of the week. This week's edition in Twitter, coming off the hot news of um, this so Vince McMahon. Champion, uh, tweet, tweet of the week champion. He retired. <laughs> um, just that same weekend, though, we were talking about it last week, of course. Now, you saw more of it than I do, did, but the uh, the Ric Flair retirement party. Yeah, last match. <laughs> last match. Alleged. I think I, I think I watched, I saw highlights of everything uh, after after we spoke last. I did watch highlights. I didn't watch the whole thing. Did you say you watched mm-hmm. the whole thing? Just of his actual match, just for the the morbid curiosity. Okay, yeah. I, I kind of saw clips, the best ofs that match. Yeah, I, like I saw clips from the other match, but I watched the whole Ric Flair match. Which is so funny because I arguably watched more. I, I 100% watched more <laughs> of every other match or the ones that, regardless yeah. of what it is, this week's two week champion dethroning Vince McMahon. It's none other than Ric Flair. Wow, fellow 70-year-old... Uh, 
Yeah, they're really probably about the same age. Fucking yeah. fucking old man. <laughs> but Rick, <laughs> I don't know what's that word like geriatric or. Oh yeah, yeah. That's no, that's a word. That's a word for sure. That, that could be it. Uh, but yeah, this week's two the champion going out to Ric Flair for um, um, posting. Uh, it was kind of like just like a little highlight clip video of the very end of the uh, you know, after he gets the three count and streamers are going everywhere. Everyone's singing. Yeah. Everyone's celebrating. He <laughs> says, um, uh, could not have hoped for a better weekend i just wish i didn't say it was my last match <laughs> of course so i don't know if you've heard about this in the in, in the uh in the in, in the wake of this um rick flair is actually getting more calls people asking will he wrestle again was that in fact his last match i think people are trying to cash <laughs> in on it while he's alive yeah <laughs> i mean because they know yeah, the next I'm one could kill not. him Someone wants to get that on tape. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I could certainly see him doing another whatever. But, I mean, I think he showed up in, like, Mexico this weekend just as, like, a... Oh, yeah, beside Andrade or something? Yeah, and he hit a guy or something. Oh, yeah, didn't he take a bump at, uh, like, a AAA, like, months ago or something? Yeah. Uh, And then this week, he also admitted that he passed out twice during that last match. Completely passed out. Oh, I caught at least one of the times he was supposed to put on brass knuckles and he didn't even know what the fuck he was doing. Oh, really? Like God. Putting them on his fingers for him. And he's like, huh? Oh, yeah, this means punch. Okay, I'm good. But, oh, God. <laughs> uh, he's alive. Yeah, oh, God. Whatever it is. Uh, regardless of the age you are and how many more matches you have, uh, Ric Flair, there's always a chance. Now, two time Tweet of the Week champion. Hey, there you go. Yeah, not bad. Not, Not bad, bad for a 73-year-old. Let's get into the weekly action, <laughs> shall we? Let's move ourselves. Of course, uh, we're, we're here on Friday night, so let's get ourselves over some SmackDown. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It, uh, it used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. We used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. That's the show. Pat McAfee opens things up. This little recap, uh, football style, how they do the replays. He had like his little little touchpad. He was drawing circles. He was and doing the old circles and X's and arrows. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. yeah Fun yeah, little yeah. touch there. And backstage, the whole locker room just watching and laughing at Corbin right in his face. Uh, Literally. Yeah. So he's like, fuck you guys. And Ricochet's like, yeah, fuck me. Fuck you. <laughs> Word for word. <laughs> word for word. So many uh, beeps. <laughs> Beep. This is Beep. TV 14 Raw, folks. Yeah, uh, we can say fuck now. <laughs> or SmackDown, sorry. Yeah. And that does lead us to the opening contest. Ricochet, Happy Corbin. Uh, pretty decent match. You know, Ricochet, he's flying all over. He gets some crazy height on this back body drop from Corbin. It was, yeah, beautiful. Uh but eventually, they uh, fight their way to the top rope. Pat McAfee just stands up, starts yelling at Corbin, and the distraction allows Ricochet to hit the recoil and the beautiful shooting star press to get the win. Big win. Yeah, nice win for Ricochet. Yeah, to kick off those guys. Yeah, to kind of kick off the show. I mean, he this is our former Intercontinental Champion, right? Yeah. And I mean, Ian, that was under Vince's booking, so I'm confident. Isn't he also a former United States Champion? Probably, yeah, for a little bit. I think he has. He has won half of the belts you need for the <laughs> fucking the Grand Slam. Yeah, North American champion, U.S. champ, 
Always a mid-carder, never a bride. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah, so he wins the match. Pat McAfee's happy. I think he throws him a football. Because, you know, he's played football. Because they played football, got it? Yeah. Uh, and then backstage, Sami Zayn knocks on Roman Reigns' door. The Usos come out. And Jimmy is actually being really cool with Sammy. He's smiling. They got a little secret handshake going on. Uh, but Jay, not so much. Sammy's like, all right, just let me sneak in here, talk to Roman real quick. And they're like, no, it's not a good idea. Not now. We got some shit to do. Uh, that's pretty much all night. They just kind of give him the runaround. He keeps coming back. They're like, nah, Sammy, not. Yeah. It's too bad. It's too bad. Sammy just wants to hang out with his buds. Yeah. I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> he needs to win a belt him on the shirt yeah you want you gotta yeah. put him on the shirt at least like a limited edition run of a shirt you know it yeah have to be the exactly. whole thing available in toronto ontario why not uh nakamura took on ludwig kaiser after this and uh if nakamura wins he gets an intercontinental title shot so you had gunther watching at ringside but nakamura is not intimidated at all just gets right in his face and uh yeah at one point, Ludwig had a cool move. It was like Penta's the main Japan thing he does, but Nakamura kicked out of that and hit the Kinshasa to get the win. Earn himself a title shot next week. Next week. That's all it takes sometimes. That's all it takes sometimes. Yeah. I mean, next week, I thought maybe they would have they saved it for the Clash at the Castle, but they'll have someone for Walter there. I mean. Probably. Well, I think we've thought that every single match will involve a, <laughs> a UK <laughs> or like a European personality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, then Liv Morgan comes out to address the controversy from uh, controversy from SummerSlam with uh, Ronda Rousey and the tap out during the pin. And uh, you and I talked about last week the number of taps, how many to officially count. And uh, well, the slow mo replay showed five taps, so I think that's certainly enough. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I got, I got to kind of put myself in the mood. You just heard me slap my leg. I would have to yeah. agree that five. And that's real time. Successive yeah. slaps or in quick yeah. succession, you know. And that was between the two and the three. So that was fast. Like one, two, three, four, five. So <laughs> anyway, so Rhonda has a case, but, uh, you know, the referee's decision stands. She's she's suspended right now anyways after her. Her her outlash. Her outlash, outburst. So she will not be in the number one contender gauntlet match we're having later so she really fucked herself hmm that's too bad that's too bad will but, she come uh, back at clash in the castle because she has the uh the uh the skirt <laughs> she has the, she uh, she has the scottish skirt. yeah she's got the <laughs> or kilt. Uh, maybe, that's yeah. what it's called the no kilt. it's called the scottish <laughs> skirt it's called it's called the scottish skirt on a when a woman wears it it's a skirt yeah okay uh Liv morgan also rocking an arm brace uh I guess, yeah. Selling the injury from Ronda. She cuts a quick promo, but this crowd, they were kind of turning on her, saying, you tapped out. She's like, yeah, I know. I came here to address that. I appreciate you calling me out of my shit like that. She actually said shit. They had to believe it. Beep. Anyway, Sonya Deville comes out. Uh, they talk some trash. Uh, we just go to this gauntlet match, because Sonya's starting it off against Aaliyah. So, uh, yeah, gauntlet match winner gets the title shot at Clash of the Castle. The fans were chanting for Ronda Rousey, even though, uh, yeah, even after the heel turn. This crowd, this crowd was a bit different. Is she from uh, wherever the hell we were? Do we know where we were today? I don't know. Didn't know. Mm. Doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, Sonya hits a curtain call, which she calls 
the devil's advocate. And that gets the pinfall. Get it? Because her name is... (laughs) It's almost like devil. It's so (laughs) close. (laughs) Uh, So the next one out, Raquel Rodriguez, the powerhouse here. She uh, just puts Sonya in her place, hits the Chingola bomb, which they now call the Tahana bomb. So uh, she gets the three, eliminates Sonya. And then uh, Shotzi's up next, my favorite in the match, the green-haired wonder. But uh, unfortunately, Raquel quickly finishes her with a Tahana bomb, another elimination. Uh, then Zaya Lee's out next, the rarely seen Zaya. Rare. But, uh, she, Very rare. She's yeah, another one that hopefully that changes soon <laughs> with Hunter. But uh, yeah, big, uh, big height disadvantage between the two, but... Uh, Explosive power from those kicks. She was looking pretty good, Zia Lee, but then Raquel just fights back, hits the Vader bomb, and another ton of bomb to get the pinfall. So Raquel's on a roll here. Uh, three straight. Three up, three down. Last up is Natalia. Yeah, well, second last. Natalia, oh, second the last. veteran. She's fresh. She gets Raquel in the sharpshooter. Uh, but Raquel manages to escape, hits another Tahana bomb, another pin. So we get the final competitor, Shayner Baszler. Shayner Baszler. Uh, she, <laughs> she's got all the energy. She's fresh. Raquel's gone through four women already. But yeah, so just Shayna nails her with a big knee strike. Raquel tries to hit her Vader bomb, but uh, Shayna just catches her midair in the Kirafuda clutch. Raquel tries to escape, but then Shayna just pins her shoulders down, gets the one, two, three. Shayna Baszler earns a title shot at Clash at the Castle. Odd. Surprising. Yeah, odd choice, I thought. Yeah, that's uh, that's another one. I mean, she was, she had that huge reign in NXT and never really been as big since then. After after she got in Vince's hands, which so is knows. which is weird too, because I think and like at any point, Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey is a money match. Like at any point. Yeah, I think uh, didn't they tease something in the Rumble too? They had like an interaction, and it was kind of like one thing we knew. Like they okay, they're the two chicks who do MMA. Great, have yeah. them do a match. Like it all that 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 shit makes so much sense on paper. Maybe that's you know uh, maybe come Clash at the Castle, uh, Ronda interferes in some kind of way, and then we get our little Shayna Baszler Ronda Rousey uh, feud. Yeah, maybe because um, yeah, Shayna Baszler. That's Certainly not the first pick I would have made for Liv's opponent, but whatever. I'll yeah, give give, give us a big non-women's title feud. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they need something. Something else on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Raw's, Raw's been killing it uh, for the women. But uh, anyways, uh, good showing by Raquel, though. They You could see they have a lot of a lot of potential in her as a yeah. top competitor. Yeah, it's good showing. Uh, then you had the Viking Raiders take on Jim Mulkey and Tommy Gibson. So just two local jobbers. Easy squash. <laughs> yeah, so Vikings win after Kofi runs out, starts beating them up with a, a kendo stick. So Eric takes on Kofi one-on-one. And, uh, yeah, Kofi ends up getting the win with a roll-up. With a quick little roll-up, right? Yeah. And then they announced the uh, tag team tournament to crown the new women's tag champs starting this Monday. I thought they did that. Uh, yeah, start starting on Monday. That is right. So yeah, big bracket. 
People yeah. from uh, we got NXT coming up. I think what's one of the team? Nikita Lyons, Zoe Stark, I think. Yeah, they're the only representatives of NXT, and uh, yeah, yeah, lots of other big teams. We'll we'll get to some of those matches as they come. Mm-hmm. But uh, the final segment had the Bloodline come out. Roman Reigns just cutting a promo. We're talking about beating Brock, and uh, you know I hate Brock, but I respect him. But I hate him. He's the reason Paul Heyman's not here. He's healing at home and. That's when the new number one contender, Drew McIntyre, comes out. He calls Roman the tribal queef. But that's got to be a TV-14. That's right? got to be a TV-14. <laughs> uh, so he says, I can't wait for the Clash at the Castle. I want you now, Roman. And that's when Karrion Cross's music hits. Uh, and we see Scarlett standing on the stage. We never even got to see her on the main roster. but she, I, uh, She's here. Well, I think prior to this moment, Mike, I think she was the uh, uh, shooty Hall of Famer for only person to ever be called up to the main roster and never actually be <laughs> on camera. Like, this was unprecedented. Yeah. Well, here she is. And, uh, yeah, she's standing on top of the ramp. And then Karrion Cross shows up from jumps over the barricade, attacks Drew, beats him down. He's got uh, his hair's grown out a bit now. And. Uh, yeah, he hits that big elbow to the back of Drew's head, and Scarlet just places an hourglass on the apron next to Roman. Tick tock, motherfuckers! Tick tock. Yeah, so man's big. back. He looks way back. I, I I way prefer this presentation. <laughs> yeah, with the hair, without the mask. And well, the not gimp. even the mask. Even like the NXT. You know, like you remember how we never quite felt over in NXT. Yeah. But, like, clearly yeah. there was a lot of potential to the gimmick, but maybe just because it was the COVID time, there wasn't enough, like, people. Like, clearly he was, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think, I, think th- I feel like this hair, version, so. yeah, this, what, what we've just seen <laughs> is I the just real assumed guy. he was bald, not not by choice. I thought he was just bald. He's like, I'm just going bald now. But No, like I've seen, no, hair. well, you can, uh, <laughs> you, I, uh, you can always tell a man who's bald versus a man who just shaves his head. Uh, also, yeah, he can grow a thick beard. Yeah. Thick. Uh, and jumping right into the big main event kind of uh, spotlight here, going with Roman and Drew, and, or at least trying to. Who knows? We'll see what this Which is a big deal. Is. Yeah. But that was how you ended uh, Friday Night SmackDown. Yeah, that's how we ended Friday Night SmackDown. Let's uh, stick on the same channel, Rampage. Oh, yeah, it actually said it's literally the opposite channel. Same <laughs> night. Maybe that's what I meant to say. Yeah, that's uh, all right. <laughs> so we kick off Moxley in action, taking on Mance Warner. Mm, who? Yeah. Uh, the Southern Psychopath, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's interesting, though, that, uh, you know, a guy like Mance Warner, we haven't seen Miro fight in a long time, and a guy like Mance Warner is fighting the champion John Moxley. I don't know. Anyways. Uh, yeah. It was just kind of a brawling kind of match. There were some chairs. They were suplexing each other onto the chairs and DDT onto the steel steps. And uh, yeah, Warner, I think he gets busted open at one point. 
You know Moxley, he just loves biting those open wounds, those open <laughs> He's wounds. He's the big, biggest biter in professional wrestling. Renee hates it. She's like, I hate it. Keeps doing it. Uh, so anyways, Mox hits a big pile driver, just stomps away on his head, puts Warner in a chokehold, and he passes out. Moxley wins. Yeah, I think the weirdest part that you just said was the fucking, uh, why, why this guy? Who the fuck's this guy? Why not literally yeah. anyone else? Yeah, like all these guys that have been featured as much. Yeah, it was bizarre. Uh, it was bizarre. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, you had Takeshita taking on Ryan Nemeth. And Takeshita just continued to looking great. Uh, quickly becoming a fan favorite here. And yeah, he just hits a big driving knee to the skull and uh, gets dominant win. And afterwards, Peter Avalon tries to attack, but Takeshita takes him out as well. Takeshita is about as over as I think you can be right now. This yeah, guy's on fire. Uh, yeah, he, he might be sneaking his way into some shooty contentions here. I don't know. Interesting. I, in term, rookie of the year is a always a very so, open, uh, de- openly defined <laughs> category. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, something to keep an eye on. Uh, after that, we had women's action: Layla Gray, Madison Ray, uh, Stokely Hathaway, hanging out with Layla, and. Uh, gets involved at one point just starts throwing a tantrum trying to distract madison and uh it doesn't work madison hits the crossroads called the cross ray and she gets the win uh i think cody trained her or something i guess that's what oh the cross ray i get it because her name yeah. her name's ray and uh yeah that was pretty much it mm. the main event yeah tony niece and josh woods take on swerve and lee in a friday night street fight so, yeah, just brawling all around the ring. Uh, Tony Nese uses some protein powder to blind them, throws it right in their eyes. and uh, Yeah, just trash cans, chairs, all that good stuff. Uh, yeah, I think Smart Mark Sterling shows up with a wrench. Uh, so, yeah, tables. We get two tables on the floor. Uh, and then Woods tries to German suplex Lee off the apron, so Nice super kicks him and yeah, big German suplex off the apron through the tables. Uh, so big bump there. And then back in the ring, Swerve just throws Nice into a pile of chairs and hits the double foot stomp off the top rope. Gets the win. Oh, this this this, this was the most exciting match of the night. Just big, I think, because it was just big spots, weapons, violence. Yeah, some fun, crazy, some flips, some dives. Uh, yeah. But really, nothing, nothing on the line. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was, um, yeah, the whole, the whole, yeah, flat episode of Rampage. Yeah, but uh, maybe they were saving some because the very next night they had a uh, Battle of the Belts three. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot. I forgot this happened. So I, I heard about <laughs> it and I was like, oh woof! I forgot these even existed. Battle of the Belts. We know how these went. There's four of them yeah. a year. This is the third. This time they actually had all title matches. I think before they didn't even have. Yeah, yeah, I do remember title. one time we were like, "What is this?" But uh, yeah. I guess they wrong, they righted their wrongs. Yeah. Anyways, Wardlow he beat Jay Lethal to defend his TNT title, and then uh, Thunder Rosa beats Jamie Hader to defend her title. Great match. Uh, apparently, Hader broke her nose. Oh, it, but I didn't Jesus. even notice. She wasn't even bleeding. She's a clean. I don't know. And then the main event, Claudio Castagnolia defended his Ring of Honor title against Takeshita. Just pulling double duty back to back. I'm pretty sure they taped this on the same night. 
Rangers. Yeah, I think I saw that one too. Where where usually, yeah, usually they'll fi- they'll do yeah like Rampage and Dynamite. But you know, sometimes like I bet the night that we go to see one of those, like that's why Rampage and Dynamite are two nights when they come to Toronto. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was just another eight, another awesome performance by Takeshita. Doesn't get the win, but like we said earlier, he's just. He's uh, looking better and better. He's on a roll, this guy. Everyone loves him. He's so easy to cheer for. Yeah, he's super easy to cheer. Yeah, just real natural baby face. Doesn't have to say a single word. Yeah. Isn't that great? So- how do you, how, how does some people get over without speaking, yet some people can't, you know, get over if their life depend on it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess it's just... It's funny. Your presence... Funny how life works. So let us move over. Uh, let us move uh, through the weekend because we got to uh, we got to talk about some Monday Night Raw. Let's get raw. Let's get raw. Oh yeah. The flagship show ran by the flagship man. <laughs> That's right, and we're starting off with the flagship stable, uh, Bailey, Eosky, Dakota Kai, come out for their first official promo as a group. And yeah, Bailey, the leader, does most of the talking, just putting them over and putting down the rest of the vision. Says we're here to light a fire under everyone, bring back that hunger. But uh, unfortunately, these Cleveland idiots were giving them a bit of the what chant at time. So the what chant really hasn't gone down since. Uh since Stone Cold came around, yeah, it's the, you know, uh, yeah. Since I guess that's when it was. Yeah, so maybe that flusters Bailey a bit because she ends up calling Dakota Sky, gets the name wrong, and she's like, "Yeah, I know, you dummies, I said it wrong." And eventually, Alexa, Oscar, Bianca, they all come out to put the heels in their place, and a uh, big chance for EST. Uh, they end up laying out a challenge for a six-woman tag at Clash of the Castle, just like so that. We have. I guess so. I guess that means Bianca's not having a title match. So. Huh. Well. Yeah. Bit of an interesting choice, but I guess you want to put all these new, this new stable in a big match, so. Yeah, and you can't and you can't do it all, you know? Yeah, can't do it all. There'll be plenty of other matches, and uh, yeah. So they just start brawling here and get broken up. Yeah. And that's when we went to Seth Rollins taking on Angelo Dawkins. And uh, yeah, good match. Nice showcase for Dawkins here. We've seen Montez can hang on his own, and so can Angelo. Looking good, uh, but uh, yeah, I like they. Yeah, I, well, I my my takeaway from this was the uh, the slick ass Cleveland Cavalier style Street Profit jerseys. <laughs> yeah, always got to match the city. Yeah, uh, yeah. At one point, though, Ford starts freaking out, grabs a chair, the ref holds him back, kicks him out. Uh, yeah, he hits the Dawkins, hits the big sky-high spine buster for a big two count. But Rollins fights back and pulls out the pedigree to get the win. But uh, real nice showing by Angelo Dawkins. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I, think, I think Montez Ford is a future world champion. I, yeah, yes. I Angelo Dawkins, he's a future something champion, right? <laughs> Even yeah. if it's not, yeah, even if it's not like, yeah, I hope what they don't ever break these guys up. They just gradually disband. Has that ever happened in the history of tag team wrestling, Mike, where two guys have just gone like, 
We're gonna go for our own titles right now. Okay, see ya. Uh, or does every tag team have to end in a breakup? Uh, I mean, no, I'm sure that some just kind of, yeah, there's no big breakup angle or anything. Well, well, I want this to be the first no big breakup angle tag breakup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if and whenever they do. Yeah, I think both these guys are destined. I'm sure they can. Yeah. We're destined for great things over here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, backstage, the Mysterios get into an argument because Dominic doesn't trust Edge. And Ray does. Like, I've known this guy for 20 years. It's like, Dad, you've known me 25 years. And he walks off. <laughs> He's got a point. He's got a point, Ray. <laughs> got a point. He's only 25, eh? Dominic's only 25? Something like that. That's yeah, wild. That's what he said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, then Ezekiel took on Kevin Owens, and uh, yeah, this unfortunate. This has lost a bit of steam here because I mean, the past month it's kind of been put on hold. Owens hasn't been around. And, yeah, what was? Yeah, yeah. when when did they have that match? It wasn't SummerSlam, right? I can't even remember. I think yeah, it was on a Raw or something. No, no, I think yeah. that they did have a pay per view match. Was it Money in the Bank then? I guess maybe it was that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, we don't really even get the match here. Owens ends up power bombing onto the apron, and uh, Ezekiel's hurt. The match is over. He gets medical help. They bring out a stretcher. That seemed overkill for just a power bomb on the apron. I mean, either is it either seen? it's a devastating power bomb or he's uh, he's hurting. I don't think he's actually hurting. I think they're just trying to reestablish Kevin Owens, and this pop up power bomb is a big vicious move. Either or reestablish Elias and write Ezekiel off TV so he can grow his beard out. (laughs) That could be as well. But uh, yeah, just one power bomb and that's enough to take him out. Yeah. I don't know. Apparently. Uh, After that, the Judgment Day come out, cut a promo on Edge and the Mysterios, and they're getting the what treatment as well. And then Damian Priest says, Edge, two weeks, Toronto, I want you. So we get our first match that we're gonna see live. Uh, and I think, yeah, Edge's Edge's return that was an almost guaranteed of uh, what we're gonna yeah, get. We've the yeah. Uh, yeah, but they they did say I think it's his first match on Raw in twelve years. So at least that's something. He's just been wrestling on pay per view since coming back. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he's got to make. He's you know he's coming home. You know, he's coming home. We'll give him a good well. He's staying at his little Orangeville apartment <laughs> his farm ranch his farm, farm ranch yeah yeah <coughs> excuse me um after that we had Rey Mysterio take on Finn Balor in a pretty good match I mean you'll notice this week and all the matches overall we're not getting as many quick little like a lot of more 10 minute matches 15 minute matches on Raw which is it's fun yeah yeah a few yeah there were definitely a few we were longer here I think the next yeah the next one felt pretty long and yeah. yeah. Uh, so at one point, the ref gets bumped. Finn falls into him. So Priest takes advantage and interferes. And that's when uh, Ray comes out. Or no, Edge comes out. And they fight to the back. Uh, so Ray's in control, ready to hit the 619. But then Rhea Ripley comes out. And she's carrying Dominic on her shoulder. A fi- like, a, like, a fi- like a fireman's like on Is that one a fireman's shoulder. carry? What? <laughs> I think it was even less. It was like just over her one shoulder, like a fucking barrel. <laughs> she's, a, she's jacked and uh, Dominic's passed out he's beat the fuck up his face is bruised bloodied bloody. up 
She's a tough woman, Rhea Ripley. Um, so Ray is distracted by this. Finn Balor hits him with the 1916, and the coup de gras gets the win in another pretty good match. Yeah, it was pretty good. There's stakes going on all over the place. Um, hopefully, we get to see a Damian Priest match and Edge, you know, kind of play out. No interference. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, can't guarantee anything on that. Is, the, is, <laughs> is this where maybe uh, Beth Phoenix comes out too, and Beth Phoenix and Rhea Ripley have the the old who's stronger uh, <laughs> type of program? That could be fun. Yeah. Uh, then we go to. Dakota Kai and EO Sky taking on Dana Brooke and uh, Tamina. This is the first round match for the women's tag title tournament. Uh, so yeah, you know how it is. Uh, Dana Brooke has a couple couple nice moments jumping off the top rope and stuff, but uh, majority of the match is just dominated by Dakota and EO. Um, although one part made me sad when EO Sky. One of the best women's wrestlers in the world. She threw probably the worst strike I've ever seen in my life. I don't know if. You oh yeah, you that. caught you caught a bad looking one. I don't think I caught it anything. Was like, Tamina was sitting on the top rope, and then Io, like in slow motion, just like lightly taps her in the face with her hand. Oh really? It. Didn't look good. It almost looked like she was brushing her hair out of. Maybe her face Io sure, may, Maybe Io's scared <laughs> of all these fucking main roster prissy pants, and she just wants maybe. to hit a motherfucker nice and hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe I don't know, but maybe other people did. Maybe just something that I didn't. Okay, or yeah, maybe. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Soon after that, EO she hits the over the moon salt, gets the win. So EO Sky Dakota Kai advance to the next round. And EO Sky getting uh you know one and oh EO Sky. That's 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 a good one. That's a in terms of name changes. Yeah, it's fine. You know, see that. On I think shirt. I think the the changing the spelling of the name EO is bizarre. Yeah, they added a Y. Yeah, e I Y O instead uh, yeah. of just instead of just I O. Yeah, that's kind of weird. How, I feel like we're I feel what like if, out of all these name changes, we haven't seen that. It's a name change, but phonetic, like just the letters. <laughs> yeah, at least the first name. Mm, bizarre. Um, I mean, I think Ruby Riot lost a T. Or oh a T. yeah, or gained a T. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, a few and far between. Uh, but let's keep the action going. We had the U.S. title match. Lashley versus Ciampa. Uh, and, again, they're trying to hype this up like a big deal, you know, talking about all the history of the title. Backstage, Ciampa was talking a big deal, and he comes out wearing the uh, American Harley race robe. So just big fight look for, uh, for Ciampa here. Big stuff for for Mr. Ciampa. Yeah. Quite a hill to climb, too. Bobby Lashley. I mean, yeah, you're in tough. But uh, he's got the Miz. Got the Miz there when helping out whenever he can. And uh, Yeah, Lashley hits the spear at one point, but Miz puts Ciampa's foot on the rope, keeps him alive. That's when AJ Styles appears to fight the Miz off. And uh, At some point during all this, Ciampa gets the turnbuckle padding removed, and he slams Lashley headfirst into the exposed steel twice then hits a huge knee strike to the face makes the cover but Lashley kicks out almost had him big near fall there but uh, tries to finish it off with the fairy tale ending but Lashley escapes so Ciampa applies the Gargano lock 
Maybe a little tease there. Yeah, we're here in Cleveland. And free agent Johnny, you know, him and Candace, uh, whatever they're doing. Anyways, Lashley escapes. Uh, so Ciampa hits the Willow's Bell for another big two count. But then Lashley has his comeback. He gets Ciampa in the hurt lock. Ciampa's got nowhere to go, so he has to tap out. Lashley wins. Retains the title, but great match. Great, another great showing for Ciampa. Great showing for Ciampa. Guy's been on a roll for uh, you know, the past little while. I'm like, okay, I'm going to give you an over or under. I'm going to give you a number. I'm going to ask for the over or under of the <laughs> age of these two competitors combined. Okay. Okay? You understand the rules? Yes. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so that over under number is 85. 85. Hmm. It's going to be close. Because Lashley's like 45, and Chompa's probably close. I'll say a little bit under, but. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Under. 83. Okay. Bobby Lashley's 46 years old. Tommaso Chompa's 37 years old. <laughs> and he just yeah. had his biggest main roster match ever. Should have been the main event. I'm calling it right now. Should have. And Bobby Lashley, I mean, 46 and looking. Looking, I mean, the best he ever has. The U.S. title starting to feel like a big deal. 46, him. looking quick. Frisks. <laughs> Damn it. I, I, had, I, had a good, I had a good one on the tip of my tongue. Twix. I don't know. Yeah, having like uh, the best run of his entire professional wrestling life in the, yeah, between the 44 and 46. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, after that, we have Omos taking on Andrea Guercio and Spencer Slade. I don't know. Two local jobbers. You know what they're here for. Just a quick, easy win for Omos. So he's still around. Yeah, even by handicap match standards, this was pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, then you had Chad Gable taking on Dolph Ziggler. An amateur wrestling match. Made in heaven. And that's kind of what they went for at the beginning. The first couple minutes was just a lot of like mat wrestling, takedowns, some nice technical stuff here. And... Uh, yeah, just a good back and forth. Gable's working the ankle, looking for the ankle lock, but Ziggler ends up hitting the super kick to get the win. Yeah, I didn't know Ziggler was a, a wrestler guy. It's just weird yeah, for them to do. Yeah, sure. Top like record holder at his school. At his uh, at his alma mater. NCAA, whatever. Huh? What? Yeah, no, I, n I never knew that. I never knew that about him. Yeah. I only yeah, knew so about... Well, they never tell you. They never brag about it. Like well, they all, they're always telling me about <laughs> fucking Baron Corbin's goddamn golden gloves. Yeah, no one gives a shit about that. <laughs> well, except for Corey Graves, because he's telling me literally all the time. I mean, he Slater was a golden gloves champion. I don't even know what that means. Isn't that a baseball thing? Uh, that is boxing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they do do it in baseball, but... But apparently it's like for all the boxers that aren't good enough for anything else. Like you're not good enough to make it as a pro or Oh, it's more whatever. like a stand like a level of like a standard. Yeah, I guess. I'm trying to think of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kinda like it kinda like if you're good enough to play in the NHL. That's all it is. It's kinda like you're good yeah. enough. <laughs> you know how a Golden Globe is not as good as an Oscar? Yeah. <laughs> so they say <laughs> I've never like won that. either. I mean, yeah. Uh, well, let's go to the main event. You had AJ Styles taking on The Miz in a no DQ match. Uh, and like we said, Cleveland is the hometown of The Miz, but uh, he's disowned them. He comes out wearing a Pittsburgh black and yellow colors. So Ballsy. That's ballsy. And uh, 
<clears throat> yeah, no DQ. So, of course, we get the kendo sticks, the chairs. Uh, AJ goes for a Styles Clash on the announce table, but Miz counters, just tosses him over the barricade, right onto the concrete floor. Oh. But he recovers, nails Miz right in the tiny balls with a kendo stick, <laughs> and then hits the phenomenal forearm. But when the ref goes to make the count, Ciampa pulls him out of the ring, but it's all legal. So AJ goes after Ciampa. Ciampa. Um, ends up knocking him off the apron through a table that was set up on the floor. Then he turns around, goes for another phenomenal forearm, but uh, when he's standing on the top of the ropes, Miz chucks a chair and nails him, nails him right in the face. The timing was so perfect with AJ just like basically standing straight on top of the ropes and then uh, just kind of falls forward after getting hit. One of the best sellers. We've been saying this for <laughs> One years. One of the best to everything. Yeah. Uh, so he's dazed. Miz hits the skull crushing finale, but AJ kicks out. And then uh, he just throws Miz into a chair that was set up in the corner and then hits the Styles Clash. Gets the hard fought win. Uh, also, didn't mention it, but throughout the night, like earlier, there was like an interview backstage, and in the background, there was like a. A car that had crashed. Oh, yeah. I can't believe we completely forgot about this. Folks, there was a yeah. car accident. <laughs> and so they didn't really allude to it. Including a tow truck. Yeah. And it was just kind of in the background. and they, 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 No one mentioned it. Either that on, or like, somebody was parked illegally. No, I think this is all part of the next bit here. Uh, because at the end of the thing... Uh, you know, Miz is celebrating, or no, AJ's celebrating his win, and then we see some kind of commotion down in the corner of the screen near the barricade. Like, security is dealing with someone, and uh, they drag the guy away, but then they lift up his face, and it was Dexter Loomis. Uh, so he's been creeping around. Oh, we but think it was Dexter Loomis was, who, uh... Yeah, he was just a maniac. He crashed the car, ran amok, and then jumped the barricade. Oh, okay, okay. See, I didn't think the two were related, but... They could be, yeah. Yeah, I think it was just like a secret hidden story. That's because uh, they barely, yeah, yeah. I like the way they did it at the end there, where they you, for a second they're like, "Is it, what's going on over there?" And then yeah, for yeah, a second you're wins. like, "Oh shit, this is a fan." And then, like, is there a fight? Yeah, yeah. is that Enzo? <laughs> is Enzo back? But uh, the streak the streak stays alive. Dexter Loomis makes his raw debut technically. So yeah, and I mean, you know, there's like we said over the next two weeks, who knows how many can come. Are there any Canadian yeah. guys out there? <laughs> who's ca the who's Canadian? And I'm sure there's someone on. I'm sure there's someone that we don't even realize is Canadian from NXT 2.0. You know what I'm saying? Someone yeah, someone released. like that. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I'm looking to that. Oh well, that was Monday Night Raw. It was a great episode of Monday Night Raw. Yeah, like we've been. I mean, this the standard has been raised already within two or three weeks of the the switchover. And uh, <laughs> did you hear another five million dollar payout was found as well this week for Vince? Really? And everything. Else. And they, yeah. they there was like another payout or like to add to the fourteen million Although or something. The, the way they worded it was interesting because they're like, this one is not related to our. Uh, like unrelated to this investigation so it's like someone like maybe it's a payoff or something not sexually related a payoff or something else which could also be who knows what god yeah. we don't know i we feel like know. any kind of five million dollar payoff <laughs> you're you're doing something you're doing something's wrong yeah something is very yeah. wrong Jeez. 
that's the whole first half of the show, Mike. That was Monday Night Raw, the first half. Should we take a break? Oh, yeah. Let's take a break. We're going to come back because, of course, we have 2.0 Quake by the Lake. Quack. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You're going to want to stick around. Let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Brother, brother, yeah, let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Brother, brother, yeah. Back here with the second half of the show, folks. Thank you for sticking out through the break. First half chunk is over. Let's get on to our uh, the former Wednesday Night War. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Yeah. <laughs> by by. Speaking of Limp Biscuit, did you? Uh, 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 there's a uh, a Woodstock '99 documentary that I've. It's funny you mentioned. Did you watch it? Yeah, I actually watched it. Yeah, when I was uh, babysitting the dog, I watched. And it. is it yeah. sad? I heard it's sad. Well, so they also had one that came out like a year ago on HBO Max. Uh, there was like a one-part movie, and then this one was like a three-part Netflix. They're both good. I don't know if I'd say. Well, I mean, yeah, there's some sad stuff to it, uh, but no, it's fun. It's interesting. Interesting. Uh, the Miz is actually in it, allegedly. Really? It's almost ninety-nine percent him. And the very in like the first five second scenes, they're just like doing like a montage, and this guy's like. Woodstock, baby! Well, yeah, it's probably him doing something face. Mad TV related or MTV related, right? I think this was even before that. I think this was just him as a kid. Really? Like probably, probably like sixteen. Uh, yeah, like just happened to be caught on camera. Huh? Among all the debauchery and crazy shit that went down. Oh, yeah, I wonder if some editor was there. Was you know like kind of like he was putting together the mo- opening montage footage, and he was like, "Oh shit, is that the Miz?" <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. Because, yeah, kind of on social media after people were uh, posting about it. And then someone found a tweet from Miz where he mentioned he was at Woodstock 99. So they're like, yeah, it had to be. I mean, I feel like that's enough, right? That's that's probable cause or something. <laughs> yeah. And he's got the same shape. The, the face, the teeth, the hair. It's the Miz. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Miz. <laughs> Let's Nobody move. beats me. <laughs> I'm the Miz. <laughs> I'm, I'm anyway. the Miz. <laughs> if he wins King of the Ring, that's what he's got to do. And then start doing that little strut. He's got to. He's got to. You think he could be King of the Ring? <laughs> he could. Why not? Yeah. If they ever bring it back. They don't really give a shit. I don't think they do. Oh, well. Let's move Anyways. on. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's, let's get off of the Miz. The Miz was in our Monday at Raw main event. Of course, we still got Miz on the mind. We got Miz and Ann on the mind. Uh, so let's bring ourselves over to our Tuesday night action. Some NXT 2.0. NXT. What does it mean? I don't know, but it's a good wrestling. So NXT. Watch and see. Gotta tap out a count out of one, two, three. So 2.0. The two stands for Tuesday. Oh, I get it now. Shit, I gotta write that one down. Uh, yeah. That's the math I did. And speaking of math, Kiana James, the mathematician, takes on Nikita Lyons, who, of course, has become one of the crowd favorites here, Nikita. And, uh, yeah, we mentioned she's going to be on the main roster, at least for the tag tournament. So who knows? What was her injury again? Do you recall she was out for for a few months? Yeah. I don't Mm. know. It's probably someone with those those legs, those big legs of hers. Could be someone. Could they call them tree trunks? (laughs) I don't know. Tree trunks. Uh, but anyways, yeah, she uses those trunks to just beat the crap out of Kiana. Hits the nice big butterfly kick and the split leg drop to get the win. Uh, 
Then Kiana's a sore loser and attacks Nikita with her book bag. Which I guess, you know, books, those are heavy. Some textbooks in there. <laughs> Put some math books and some geography books. Yeah, she'll, she'll be a likely... Uh, Nikita Lyons, though, will be a number one contender sometime. Yeah, I think sometime they've soon. got big plans for her. She's got nice athletic, a unique look. You know, like she's she's bigger, but she's not like out of shape or anything she's just like muscular and yeah toned. yeah real powerful yeah. powerful that's the perfect word uh and so this next match was a little weird <laughs> uh the first ever rounds match um new stip so, love it mike explain it how you underst- <laughs> understood it <laughs> well this is how they laid it out so it's kind of like real fighting like boxing ufc where you have timed rounds six three minute rounds 20 seconds between rounds, uh, but still wrestling because you can win by pin, submission, or count out. Um, and once a fall occurs, the round's over, so the match doesn't end because it's first to two falls. So, um, and a DQ or a knockout means the match instantly ends. Um, so, pretty convoluted. Uh, way to have a two out of three falls match. Yeah, so pretty much, folks, <laughs> what they were doing was a two out of three small, out of fall, two out of three falls match with breaks. With breaks, yeah, and treating it, I guess, yeah, trying to treat it a bit like a real fight because because uh, it was so the, the knock- match was and also like the knockout stipulation. Yeah, which I mean, I mean, you can always win by knockout in a real match. How but, many times has that uh, happened? Not much. I feel like I can't picture one happening lately where some guy just, you know, even like a fucking Judas effect to the side of the head and you're knocked out. Yeah. You know? They could do it more. It'd be often. effective. I feel like that would be a very effective thing. Yeah. But uh, so let's start this off. Wesley takes on Trick, Trick Williams in this rounds match. And uh, yeah, they start off treating it like a real fight. Like they both come out wearing boxing gloves and mouth guards and. Uh, yeah, so they're, I mean, it's still, they're still working. It's still, they're not actually trucking, just wailing. It's not the brawl for all. <laughs> this is not but, the brawl for all, folks. <laughs> but they're treating it like a boxing, like they're trying to work it. They're they're shuffling around. They're throwing jabs and punches, and uh, that's what they do for the whole first round. But then in the second round, like, fuck this, they ditch the gloves, start doing some actual wrestling. Uh, Carmelo Hayes comes in, starts interfering, uh, which allows Trick to hit this nice kick get a three count so he's earned the first point uh and then we just continue round three round four just kind of regular just a regular match at this point with 20 second breaks um then at one point though they bring the gloves back they both put on a glove and i don't know yeah it was uh, a little, it was the whole yeah bizarre yeah i mean i guess nothing's stopping you from using a boxing glove in a real match but whatever uh lee ends up pinning trick gets the point there so they're tied at one. Round five. Lee puts his glove back on. Nails Trick with a huge blow to the face. Covers him. Gets the one, two, three. So the second fall, uh, Wesley wins. But yeah. But you've brought up a, a great little... point. Mike, you brought up a great point. Would you be allowed to wear boxing gloves? I think so. Because I mean, as much as it helps, it might hurt. Like there's nothing against... Because your your punches might be better, but and you like won't be able to Roman we- Roman wears a little glove. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there's a precedent. Like Brock Lesnar wears the UFC gloves. Brock Lesnar so wears UFC kinda... gloves. So there is a precedent that you are allowed to wear gloves. Yeah. 
I remember, have you ever seen any of the first like couple UFC events where they're not like a shit show? Yeah, like they're not wearing gloves, any kind like, of gloves, and the guys have like geese yeah. on. Well, one guy did have a boxing glove. It was like a guy with a boxing glove versus a guy with a gi, and then the guy, there's a sumo wrestler. and <laughs> That was See, basically what this match was. That, to me, is the ultimate fighters. That was fun. I watched like the first UFC, and it was just like crazy because there was no rules. Like not even referee stoppage was a rule at the time. And I say this, I have, a fr- I have a couple friends who follow UFC, and I say this all the time, that if it was the real Ultimate Fighter, they wouldn't be wearing gloves. And they say, well, that's just bare-knuckle <laughs> boxing. And I'm like, well, I guess that's the Ultimate Fighter, because why, why the fuck are these guys, why are these little pussies wearing gloves? And yeah, I, mean, I, I just, wholeheartedly It's weird agree. that they make them wear gloves, but their feet can be bare. Like, they don't make them wear kick pads or anything. Yeah, you think, you th- why stop there, you little pussies? Like, if you're going to put fucking gloves on, you might as well put shin, pa- shin guards on. Come yeah. on. Dana <laughs> Yeah uh, when, When's Dana White going to be unceremoniously fired After it's found out that he used millions of dollars Of company money I'm sure to pay he's off got women. some skeletons <laughs> I'm sure he's got lots Yeah uh, But uh, Well he's always in Vegas though He's probably smart enough to just hire an escort And do his money that way That's a good point but, Yeah not try to Bang Maria Canellis or something, <laughs> yeah, or whoever, uh, or whoever it was not Mickey James, though. We did learn that, not Mickey James. Uh, so after the match, Trick Williams cuts a promo, or yeah, Nathan Frazier. No, I forget what happened. No, Mello Carmelo cuts a promo on Nathan Frazier, trying to pull a fast one last week and still losing. And that's when Giovanni Vinci comes out, says, You're lucky that that guy stole my spot last week, and uh. Why don't you open up that open challenge uh, for next week at Heat Wave? You and me. Carmelo accepts, and they start fighting until they get pulled apart. Okay. NXT Heat Wave. That's, now, that's just our Wednesday show, right? It's not a weekend Yeah, thing. I was wrong. I thought it was supposed to be the weekend of Clash at the Castle, but thankfully it's not. Yeah, I, I thought I thought you would said that, but then I was like, yeah. that's a bad name for a pay-per-view. Yeah, and that's, yeah. Thankfully, it's not that weekend. That would have been too much. Yeah. So, next week, or Heat Wave, uh, which is actually an old ECW pay-per-view trade. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, after that, you had Thea Hall, a member of Chase University, in her first ever match, taking on Ariana Grace, the daughter of Santino Morella. Uh, but you know Thea. She actually had some people chanting for her, this this little Chase U devoted following. It's, it's out uh, there. Small, but, you know, loyal. Uh, but, yeah, Grace dominates a lot of the match, but uh, they're both looking pretty smooth in here. For two rookies, I thought this went pretty well. Uh, Thea gets a big comeback, uh, but then Grace cuts her off and hits Wade Barrett's old finishing move, the Wasteland. He really liked that. That gave her the win. I think after this, uh, we got. We, was it somewhere around here where we also got this massive promo package for Braun Breaker, JD McDonough? Yeah, at some point they did. I'm JD nice McDonough. Hype. And it was one of those, uh, you know, they're both just like, they're super confident in winning next week. Yeah. I still don't care too much about JD McDonough. No, and Braun Breaker's like, losing Like, as a wrestler, uh, he's fine, but yeah, his character. Braun, Braun Breaker's care. losing steam for me also lately. Yeah, because they're not giving him anyone to fight, like any good opponents. Yeah, nothing. He's, Maybe there is no. Yeah. Where, where's Cameron Grimes? Yeah, Cameron. I guess. Well, I guess yeah, he. Kinda, I guess he did. I think his... Joe Gacy's trying to recruit him. That's what they did backstage. Oh uh, yeah, fuck. I don't like it. Uh, 
Let's move along. We had Apollo Crews taking on Roderick Strong. And uh, Roddy's not happy that Apollo's being all buddies with the Creed brothers. You know, they're watching replays together. And Roddy's just been an angry man in general since all his boys left. Yeah, well, all of his friends left. No, it's just sad. <laughs> it's like, fuck, I still got three years on this contract. I wonder how long he has left, yeah. Yeah, even his wife. Wait, is it him that's with Marina Shafir? Marina, Shaf- Marina Shafir, she's she's had title matches in AEW. Yeah, even she's yeah hopped over to the other thing. But uh, yeah, Roddy's taking his anchor out on Apollo. They have a nice evenly fought match here. The crowd liked it. They started chanting, this is awesome. And uh, eventually Apollo hits a big one-handed spine buster. And that gets the win after a hard fought match. Yeah. Wade Barrett called it match of the year candidate, but I wouldn't go that. It was I good. I wouldn't go that far. Wade Barrett doesn't watch that much wrestling. <laughs> we, yeah, we've had a lot of good matches this year. So. Uh, after that, Santos and Tony D'Angelo, they meet in a park late at night, uh, sitting down at a table to talk things out. Uh, Tony says, you got to get your ass in line. Start helping this family out. And Santos is just like, I'm never going to, I'm never going to work for you. So this whole feud means nothing. Uh, eventually they settle they're gonna have a street fight to settle up who is I, I still know what to go sta- their separate ways no one works for anyone let's just or I don't know okay so if, Sa- so if Santos Escobar wins no, he doesn't work for him but if Tony D'Angelo wins you still work for me yeah but okay. then Santos can just be like no who knows <laughs> I don't know who uh, knows backstage Wendy Chu Pulls out a pair of night vision goggles and then goes into Tiffany Stratton's dressing room, turns off the lights, beats her up. Uh, didn't we see uh, someone do this on the main roster? Like Randy Orton or something? Or and it, someone did it to like Shawn Michaels and a bunch of legends. Oh, really? A couple years back? I don't know. It was a couple years back. I think it was during our show, the era of our show. Huh. I don't remember I this. Remember. Someone's used night vision goggles before, but okay. <laughs> anyways. Not a big deal. It is uh, a big deal. Well, Wendy Chu used him here. I guess makes sense of her gimmick. She spends a lot of time in the dark. She's yeah. sleepy. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, and then we got a tag match. Pretty deadly. Taking on Malik Blade and Idris Anofi. The president jobbers of the division here. But, you know, they still know how to wrestle. They hang in there. Pretty deadly. What? Get the quick win, right? Yeah, let's go to the main event. You had Zoe Stark, the number one contender, taking on Cora Jade, the new heel. She's wearing all black now. Looking pretty That's good. how you know someone's a heel, folks. They wear <laughs> all black. We know just ask the Judgment Day. Yep. Uh, and the crowd's pretty split between the two. Even though Cora's a heel, you know, they've really, she's earned some love here. Uh, and yeah, just a nice competitive main event. Zoe hitting these big Brock Lesnar German suplex is just flipping Cora around almost on her head. Yeah, you got to be careful with those uh, Germans there, folks. Kids. Yeah. Shoulder blades. <laughs> across the shoulder blades. Uh, <laughs> Cora hits a nice hammerlock DDT for big near fall. And then she hits the sliced bread running up the turnbuckle for another two count. Uh, then Cora goes to grab a weapon she stashed in the corner. It was like a pipe or a stick. I don't know. Some sort of foreign object but that uh roxanne perez appears grabs it away and this whole distraction allows zoe to hit a big super kick and then her flipping gts to, uh, to get the pinfall big win for zoe yeah big win in the main event 
yeah, I mean, ever since coming back, she's just had nothing but uh, success. Yeah, these last couple of weeks with the win over Cora, because I guess with a with Cora Jade heel turn means that she's still not the top heel on the show, right? Yeah, not not while Mandy's around. Yeah, so she's still kind of second in line heel, which is cool. Maybe we don't have that. We didn't have that. I don't think. Yeah, no, it's fine for now, and. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm sure Cora Jade, she'll have her time with the title. So nothing from nothing from our uh, newly crowned uh, women's tag champs, though. Casey Cat. Yeah, Casey, they were absent not, not Casey Catanzaro, Caden Carter, and Katana Chance. Katana Chance. That's a bad <laughs> name. Uh, yeah, but that was all your action for this week's NXT. Yeah, this week's NXT. So, Let's move across to the next, next night. Let's move across to the Quake by the Lake. All Elite Wrestling down Dynamite. By the lake. AEW. All Elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. <laughs> Where the wrestlers go? Where the wrestlers go? Down to my home. Back to I guess my ring. We're in, uh, <laughs> we're in Minnesota then, I take it. Yeah, the Canada of America. The Canada of America. Is that, did they call it that? <laughs> That's what I call it. Oh, okay. The Canadian state. The Canadian state. Live from the yeah. Target Center. Target Center, see, that's a big fucking venue. You know what I'm saying? Is it? That's like where... Uh, that's like where... What, what's the team there? The fucking Timberwolves? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's and what... the Wild, maybe. Mm-hmm. The Minnesota Wild and the T-Wolves. That's a good point, maybe. Uh, anyways, we're by the lake. Uh, starting off with a big match. Brody King taking on Darby Allen in the coffin match, which has become his, his signature. He's 2-0 and so far. 2-0. and This is the third one ever. Uh, Brody, he's got his face painted on for the, for the occasion. Looking good. Honestly, it should have been a face painting match. <laughs> First one to rub the paint First off. First one to rub the win. paint off the other one wins. They could do that. They could why, do why the hell not? Uh, anyway, so of course anything goes here. Darby just starts things off with pulling out the skateboard covered in thumbtacks, nails Brody with it. Uh, then he starts rubbing it in Brody's face, and there was some great, great camera blocking here because well, Darby's busy rubbing it in. Brody does the quick little blade job, and this was this, this was a leaker. This was a leaker, <laughs> folks. This this one this one was deep. This one we see now we see this every so often, and by every so often I mean every single week here in AEW every Dynamite. Week. Somebody. No, it's it, funny that this though. This was the opening match. This is like eight oh three p.m. and he's just dripping blood. I like this one too because it's like, yeah, it was fucking yeah. Like yeah, people yeah, watching exactly. the Big Bang Theory left the channel on and they're like, holy <laughs> sh- what the hell is this? And just watch uh, some big, scary, bearded, <laughs> tattooed man bleeding from the face with like his tongue yeah. out, like ah. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Like Darby was covered in blood, and he wasn't even. Busted he wasn't open. even. Yeah, he, he was dripping even, on him Jesus. every time they. So uh, yeah, crazy stuff. Uh, Darby hits a big avalanche, code red. Uh, but the big man Brody's just fights back, tossing Darby all around, constantly having to wipe the blood out of his eyes and. Uh, puts Darby on a table, goes for a big splash, but Darby rolls off, so Brody just crashes right through. And, uh, so Darby's in control. He gets in the ring, but then the lights shut out. Uh, Malachi Black and Buddy Matthews appear, and Darby goes to just launch himself at them, but Julia Hart shows up on the other side, grabs his leg, so uh, the House of Black all jump in. They beat him down. 
set him up against a table in the corner of the ring. Then Brody hits the huge running cannonball, breaking through Darby and the table. Uh, and then Buddy Matthews goes over to the coffin, opens it up, but it's Sting! He's just laying there. What a reveal. What a reveal. When do you think they got him in? Because they opened it when they they opened it once before the match to show it was empty. So they snuck him in there somehow. Uh, Trap door door? under the ring. (laughs) I mean, that's the most plausible would be a trap door under the ramp or something. Uh, So, yeah, they open the coffin. Sting just stands up. Matthews was just kind of in shock. He just is looking at like, what the fuck? Uh (laughs) Sting's got the bat and he's swinging. I also like he had a bit of the he had a bit of the Malachi black paint. He had his eye. the uh, the post spit face. Yeah, the spray, the mist. So he's uh, maybe slightly corrupt. We don't know. He does do his own makeup, so only he knows. Uh, <laughs> and then yeah, he Sting gets in the ring. He just tosses the bat down to Malachi Black. Says, "Come on, take a swing." Uh, but then Black just grabs it, drops the bat. Says, "Nah, don't need it." Walks away up the ramp. So Sting goes up after him and they just kind of stand there face to face, staring each other down. Uh, meanwhile, back in the ring or back around uh, Darby and Brody, they're fighting on the floor. Brody slides the coffin over right beside the ring and then picks up Darby, goes for the sleeper hold where he just dangles him off the apron. But uh, Darby whips out a chain and then wraps it around Brody's neck, chokes him out. And Brody falls down perfectly right into the coffin, and the lid just falls shut. Very nicely done. Darby Allen wins. Yeah, very well executed because we we had to, we moved the coffin once. Yeah, it got moved once, and I like how that like you know Brody moved it so he could get in position, so he could fall right into it. Yeah, and it didn't seem like like the way he fell it felt natural. It wasn't like oh gotta land here. It just like boom boom I'm in. He was in. <laughs> Yeah, so like you said though, to kick off a fucking episode, to kick off an episode, it was pretty damn bloody. But uh It was. And <laughs> we're not done with the blood. Uh But yeah, great match, 3 and 0, Darby Allen. He's uh He's the he, this, this is his is, specialty. He's on he's on the Taker streak. Yeah, he's got uh I wonder if this will make it into the the AEW video game. I don't know if you saw they've officially announced the uh well, it's already been an episode, like Fight Forever and the release coming this year. And when AEW, there, wait, there's a game called Fight Forever, an AEW game? That yeah. is a great well, it's fucking... supposed to come out this year. That's a great <laughs> fucking name. Yeah, so hopefully it's going to be... Uh, they showed like a little trailer and stuff. Oh, yeah? You know? Are you going to Are you gonna download the demo at least? If they make a demo, sure. Cool. Yeah. Uh, then they announced the, uh, the bracket for the trios title tournament let's just tell you the teams you have death triangle uh will osprey making another visit here with aussie open so fantastic cool. that would that was a good uh that was a good surprise yeah and then uh andrade dragon lee and leo rush is that where was it rouge i, I think it was rouge rush. yeah i think i wrote rush and then wrote leo for some uh so andrade dragon lee rouge uh probably no chance for them house of black the Dark Order, the Trustbusters. Who the hell are they? <laughs> well, I think we see that we. I see think we it. got a brief promo or something. From yeah, them. we get a promo about it later. That I yeah, think it's like Aria Davari or I don't know. He's the manager. Yeah, I don't it's know. Ari Davari, some guy wearing a backwards upside down visor, 
And then uh, the guy, fucking Harland from NXT. Oh, yeah. He's got a new name. Parker Boudreaux. That's it. That's it. So kind of weird, though, that they make it in. Taking on the best friends. Like, they're in the tournament. No Blackpool Combat Club. No Jericho Society. Yeah, you think, uh, yeah, you think you, well, I guess what, if, if, let's say, quote, if Daniel Bryan's hurt, let's say, right? Yeah. Does that mean you'd have Moxley, like, Moxley, Cesaro, Wheeler, Yuta? They would obviously (laughs) win, (laughs) but they can't, you know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know. Yeah. So then, yeah, you got the best friends, Orange Cassidy, and then the final, the big mystery, Young Bucks and Question Mark. Uh, I think we all have a couple, well, probably one name here. Uh, in mind but well we'll get to that in a minute okay they could get to it right now doesn't make a difference well there's a quick okay there's a backstage thing where the bucks they approach hangman to kind of make amends and one little thing I hate about uh, the backstage segments is they always have to address the cameraman like he's like hey Brandon come here hold the camera like it can never just be there like a fly on the wall like every Mm -hmm. other wrestling show ever made I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe <laughs> maybe maybe it's so they can Like I know they want to justify like hey, there's not just cameras sitting there. That yeah, they want to justify like hey, we're not playing to camera right now. This is maybe Can we, Why don't organic. we just pretend it's like your big brother and there's just cameras everywhere. You can't escape them. It's just like a reality show. Which is more of the WWE backstage environment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I know, I, know, uh, I, know what you're, I know what you're saying. I just feel like it's on net like every time. Like, Brandon, come here. Brandon, bring the camera. Well, Whoever they, yeah, to. they do that. Nobody else does that. Like, fucking. Yeah, not like if it's a backstage interview, obviously they're not going to do it. Things like that. But, exactly. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know. But yeah, anyways, you, you are right. You are right. Small gripe. Small gripe. Uh, so, the meat of the thing was the Bucks just want to make things right with Hangman. They apologize for how they've been the last year. And they're like, hey, man, let's team up. For the trios tournament next week, the Hung Bucks. Uh, but Adam Page is like, "Oh God, I'm sorry, guys. I'd love to, but I can't. You know these these guys here in the Dark Order. They've been with me the past year. They had my back. They were there for the world title. You guys didn't even congratulate me. And you know this trios tournament. This is their moment, Dark Order. So I'm gonna have their back the way they had mine. I'm not gonna be in the tournament, but I'm just gonna be in their corner." Yeah, so the Bucks are still uh, out one more. Uh, they, they need one more. Yeah, at that point, there's only one choice left. And uh, Kenny, by God, Omega, making his return next week on Dynamite. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's the only. That's, that's honestly the only like option. Like anything else would be a letdown at that point. I can't, on, and there's nobody else who would fit. No one else yeah, who like would story fit. Story-wise, it wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't make sense. So, yeah, it's got to be. Kenny, by God, Omega, and Don then, Callis, I missed you too. I, I miss Don Callis so much. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then the three of them just go on to win. Yeah, but also uh, one so, uh, an- another uh, omission. But I guess you know you can only fit so many teams or whatever. Uh, the undisputed elite. Oh yeah, I th- well I think because they're injured. Are they injured? Or is there Kyle and Bobby or Adam? I don't know. Two of them. One or two of them are injured. I think. <laughs> okay. I No, I didn't know that. No, no, no. Yeah, something's going on. I believe you. Uh, anyways, let's go to our next match. You had Andrade and Rouge taking on the Lucha Brothers. And uh, finally, no more Penta Obscura. He's back to El Zero Miedo. Yeah, I don't but, know why. I mean, it, same. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. Like, it's, I like we all just call him Penta. Yeah, and he's like the same exact wrestler. He doesn't really change anything. Yeah. But. Oh, well. Anyways, this was also a tornado tag match. Like most, I mean, every tag match in AEW is. But this was an official tornado tag. And a lot of fun. Just the fast-paced, lucha style. People jumping, flipping. Uh for some reason, was it Rouge or Andrade? One of them wrestled the whole match with a shirt on. It was Andrade. Yeah, he's been hanging around Ric Flair too much. What, what are you doing? <laughs> like, come on, you're not like he's not even close to being out of shape. That's a good know? point. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Well, he's coming uh, off. He's coming off of a of a wedding and a honeymoon. You know, maybe he just you know he, had, <laughs> he, he has a little less si- ex- little something something. Maybe he partied too hard with Rick last weekend. Exactly, looking a little chunky. Uh, Penta hits his signature destroyer on the apron. He's good for that a couple times a year, but always, <laughs> always a classic. Always, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, later on, they tie Penta's mask to the rope, so he's stuck. Uh, well, by his own device. Uh, and then Andrade hits this crazy. It was like a Ricola pile driver. Crazy move there. Uh, makes the cover, but then Penta dives in from the ropes, causing his own mask to come off to break the pin. Uh, but he can't do much fighting because he just still has to just cover his face with his hand. Even though he wears face paint, like you don't really see much. Yeah, but. there was there was a point. So he gets tossed over like the middle rope or the top rope or something. But the way you know he needs both hands available, and there's there a second yeah, where it was like whoever, whoever was sitting in the front row totally just got a gri- glimpse of his face. Oh yeah, and that curly head of hair. Which again, I have no uh, problem with. I don't have a problem with. It. Yeah, no, it was cool. Uh, He's got to redo his mask, though. You, they, you know, make no straps so people can't do this to you. Yeah, figure your shit out, Penta. It's happened too much. You know, like Rey Mysterio's got the little chin strap so his mask stays on. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, so yeah, Penta's dealing with his face exposed. So Phoenix is on his own. And uh, yeah, Rouge hits a crazy drop kick in the corner called the Bullhorns. Stiff move there. And, Andrade picks him up, hits the hammerlock, DDT gets the win. So big win for Andrade and Rouge to beat a team like the Lucha Brothers. Hmm. Yeah. I guess give them some momentum going into this trios uh, when Dragon Lee comes around next week. Well, yeah, who's their, wait, who who did we just say that their bracket lines up with? I think Death Triangle might be their first rounder. Is it? I can't remember. Huh. Uh, but yeah, next week they'll start on the uh, the, what is it? The Game of Thrones prequel Dragon Week, <laughs> whatever it is. Oh, it's yeah, House, uh, yeah, of Fire and Blood, House of Dra- House of Dragon, Fire Blood. Yeah, yeah. So dragon Lee crossover there, you know, some dragon. Oh, I just assumed so. because he was <laughs> Latino. But... I mean, he's also yeah, he's also, <laughs> just a coincidence. Uh, backstage or yeah, no. Then we had a quick Luchasaurus. He could become Dragonsaurus for a week. He could. Uh, yeah, he took on a guy named Anthony Anthony Henry. Quick squash for Lucha. He's still wearing the black. He's still coming out to the heel. To the heel aesthetic. Yeah. We'd, um, yeah, like the music and the thing. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Know. I still don't like the way that's played out yet. Hmm. Unless agree. it's a double swerve and he's still working for Christian undercover. Double no. swerve. <laughs> that's too much. That's too ah, much, man. Too much? Okay. <laughs> uh, Jay Lethal and his boys come out. Cut a promo about beating up Wardlow, and Lethal wants another title shot. Wardlow comes out, says, you got it. But tonight, I'm whooping all three of your asses. 
And that's when the FTR come out to back up Wardlow. And uh, yeah, they lay out Jay Lethal, stand tall. They tease like Wardlow's going to powerbomb the giant, but he doesn't. But, yeah, ooh, but, he, but he might one day. When he does. He will one day. Yeah, because that'll look cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then you had Aaron Solo. Uh, remember him from the factory taking on Ricky Starks. How could we forget? Uh, I remember all the members <laughs> of the factory, including Nick Camarado. Yeah, who apparently turned into Tony D'Angelo when he shows up. It was a he had See, the fucking he, fedora and it was like uh, identical and the pants, the like leisure suit and the fucking toothpick <laughs> sticking out probably. Like I know Tony didn't invent that, but it's it's so similar, like the same. You know, like, very very similar, yeah. Like you ask yeah. a guy to cut off a lot of hair. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, uh, yeah, eventually Starks. Uh, Hits the spear, gets the win. Still don't like that as his finisher. The spear. As the spear? But that's just me. See, well, he just started using it like a month ago. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Rick Starks, is, Ricky Starks is over. We just got to find the right competitor. Yeah, I love Ricky. I, I love Ricky. Don't worry. I think everyone does. <laughs> the crowd loved uh, him. He ran out there into the crowd. They loved him. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Uh, and then we had Jade Cargill defending her TBS title against Madison Ray. Uh, so the cross reign. Cross Ray, yeah. Uh, Cargill's got the big advantage, size and strength, but Ray has the experience. Seventeen years in the industry, I think they said so. Uh, she goes pretty good in there. Lasts a good while. Gets some near falls. Goes for the Cross Ray, but Cargill counters and hits the jaded. Gets the win. Retains the belt. Thirty-six and zero. Thirty-six, you say? God damn! It's it slowed down. Yeah, the, I feel like she was at 34 for like two months. Yeah, she may have been at 30 not too long ago. Yeah, I think they stopped putting her on dark, which, you know, they should pad the numbers. She could be at 50 by now. She just <laughs> did a quick squash every week. I don't know. She's your TBS champion. You know, maybe uh, she's she costs a little too much money to be throwing her on dark all the time, you know? <laughs> maybe. Uh, right after Athena comes out and attacks, sends her packing because she wants the next title shot. I think that's the one we want to see. Yeah, and also unfortunately, at some point they announce uh, backstage Chris Statlander's been injured again. So her, uh, she was the number one contender. Now Tony Storm's the number one contender. So it looks like she's gonna go against Thunder Rosa. Yeah. So they had a little awkward promo of like, "Hey, like yeah. you're my friend and you're all." You're my friend, but the belt is yeah. the most important. And, and then yeah. she's like, "Jolly good. I understand." That you, yeah. that you, the champion. <laughs> but I'm, but I want to come. But I want to win too. And then, uh, Thunder Rose says something like, "That's fair, Mang." Yeah. So that'll happen. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. Uh, the main event of the evening: John Moxley taking on Chris Jericho for the AEW Interim World Title. Uh, they got lots of time. This was almost like a half hour here. Chris Jericho, he said he was going to bring back the Lionheart, and he did, baby. Uh, he came out. He was clean shaven. Clean he black shaven. And that was the biggest thing that I realized <laughs> that I uh, noticed. <laughs> yeah, black and yellow trunks, the vest. He even had White Zombie, his themes, his old theme song. And uh, so there you go. I mean, this. I think this. I mean, Jericho won this crowd over. He's st still supposed to be a heel, but it was pretty fifty-fifty. 
in this match. He's still crit- well, like you said, you know, uh, Minnesota's the uh, or Minneapolis is the um, Canada. <laughs> the Canada, <laughs> yeah, so the Canadian state. Something. Yeah, the Canadian state. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, crowd's hot right off the bat. Jericho Moxley starts off with some regular wrestling, but then uh, Jericho grabs Moxley by the earring and then rips it out. Rips it out. uh, Oh, my Lord. I don't think it was literally through the lobe. But, I mean, they did a good job because uh, pretty much right after that, they go to the picture-in-picture. Moxley rolls to the floor, does a little work there. The whole time he's (laughs) grabbing his ear. Does a little work, eh? (laughs) Yeah, because the whole time he's, like, covering his ear until he goes and sits down. I feel like he cut, like, like, near enough to the ear without actually slicing his lobe that the blood just dripped all over it. Or he made cut. it look legit. Oh yeah, well yeah, because uh, well, whatever he did, there was a lot of blood coming from there. Yeah, there was a lot of blood. Uh, so yeah, we come back from the break. He's, yeah, I mean, it's it's Moxley. He bleeds every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and then Chris Jericho though, he's on a roll. He steals an old Bret Hart classic, the figure four leg lock around the ring post. And then he gets Moxley in the walls of Jericho, but he escapes. And that's when Sammy Guevara shows up in the crowd. He's got Jericho's baseball bat, but he goes to throw it to him. And this fucking thing overshot by like 10 feet. Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did he mess it up? So I, how did they pull that one off? Yeah, so Jericho has to jump out of the ring, go quickly grab the bat. All the while, Aubrey's playing dumb. Like, Whoa! got her back turned. Um uh, so Jericho grabs the bat, nails Mox in the head, uh, makes the cover, but Moxley kicks out. Um, and then, yeah, at some point, the turnbuckle gets exposed, so Moxley gets thrown into that. He bounces off. Jericho hits the Judas effect, makes the cover, uh, and then Moxley kicks out. First man ever to kick out from the Judas effect. Really? That's what they were saying. That's the fir- I mean, it makes sense. I can't think of anyone else who's ever done it. Yeah. So uh, Jericho's frustrated now. He grabs the title belt, runs at Mox, uh, but he ducks, avoids, and throws Jericho into the steel buckle, the exposed turnbuckle there. And I think this one, I, think, I don't think Jericho bladed on this one. I think this was hard way. He literally just, because I went frame by frame, no blood, and as soon as he bounces off it, blood. So oh, really? Literally just nailed Damn. It. Yeah. <laughs> Hard Cause, way. Because he um, had a big gash taken out, too. Jericho? Yeah. yeah. I think his was 100%. Just, yeah. Hard way. Busted open. Uh, but he manages to uh, still counter Moxley. Gets him in the lion tamer. So the crowd's going pretty wild here. I think a lot of people would have been happy with Jericho winning. And uh, Moxley, though, he's able to escape. Gets the chokehold. Gets it in deep on Jericho. He's got nowhere to go. He taps out. John Moxley retains. Uh, but Jericho, afterwards, he's a sore loser. Attacks Moxley. Jericho Society all come out to help him. But then the Blackpool Combat Club come out. And then, Big uh, brawl. But the, 12 people in the fucking ring. Yeah, but they're still outnumbered by the Jericho's, uh, Jericho's guys. And that's when CM Punk, cult of personality, music hits. Uh, the AEW World Champion is back. He storms his way down to the ring, looking looking like that foot's healed perfectly. Uh, and this was like Stone Cold in 1999, the way guys just run at them and he chops them away, like just easily just takes them all out. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, takes out everyone, gets in the ring, 
all alone. Him and Moxley go face to face. Moxley just gives him the middle finger and walks away. <laughs> I love that too. Just big fucking bird, yeah. <laughs> the big bird to the fucking face. CM yeah. Punk. I, I, yeah, you know, you said it. You said his foot's feeling better. He was hopping around on it. Yeah, at the end, he was like hopping on one foot. Like, see, it's all good. Uh, but damn, this was what a this might have been. I think Jericho's best match in AEW. One of them. It's yeah, a great match. Has to be. Has to be. Yeah. No, it was. It was. Uh, it, it was good. It, it, it was. It was a great match. Some real blood. Like you said, we got a lot of blood tonight. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, like last year, we were almost talking about Jericho retiring. It looked like he was on a retirement tour. He thinned. He thinned down. And yeah, I think ever that since was he's lost big, the weight, he's yeah. been yeah, he's been better than ever. So I'm, he's got another world title run in him after a match like this. It seems like you think so? Who knows? I mean, maybe one more before he retires. <laughs> <laughs> but more, <laughs> Not in the next but, year, but more importantly, um, if if Moxley and Punk are uh, you know collision course to all out, what four weeks away? Three weeks away? Uh, yeah, that'll be your all-out main event, Moxie Punk. Who wins that one? God damn. So, yeah. if CM Punk... I mean, it's in Chicago. Oh, fuck. Of course, they're all in <laughs> Chicago. So, if yeah. CM Punk... If CM Punk wins, that means that his, like, championship reign would be from when he beat Adam Page. Hangman. To yeah. that moment, but then if John Moxley, so but if Moxley loses, does that mean that he just has like that doesn't count for anything? I think if yeah, if Moxley loses, then uh, you know, no world title reign. He can just say yeah, I was an interim champ, but that's about it. Damn, a lot on the line for Mox, the Mox man. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I don't know. I lean towards Punk getting the win in Chicago, his first title defense. I just unless Moxley pulls out a big heel turn, that's the only thing. That's the only way I could see it. That'd be a huge heel turn, yeah. But then would CM Punk be champion from the moment he won to that moment? Or would it be to the yeah, day from that... from May till... I think from May okay, till... Okay, so he would still have like an 80-day reign under his belt? <laughs> he's still, yeah. As of now, he's been the champ the whole time, I think. Still. Yeah, okay. Okay, I just want to make sure I understand how it works. Yeah. But yeah, what a way I to... I mean, they can... What a way to end off the yeah, show. They... Yeah, great episode of Dynamite. Uh a lot of fun action. Yeah, it was a great one. It was a great one, and a lot of fun action on the week. I guess that's uh, that's our entire show, except for our final thing. I guess we have the wrestler of the week. Mike, who is your wrestler of the week? Mr. Wrestler of the week of the week. Wrestler of the week of the week of the week. The wrestler of the week of the week of the week. Well, uh, I guess I have to give it to him. I just said it was his best match in AEW. So Chris Jericho, the Lionheart, pulling out a great one there. and Yeah. Love it. Congratulations. Lion Tamer, Lionheart, same thing. Same, same guy. Blonde hair, clean shaven. That's all we know, Mike. You know what? Uh, that's a great idea. I was going Moxley on this one, but I think just because of the cases that you've bestowed, uh, you, we, we got <laughs> to go Chris Jericho unanimous hey there you go congratulations chris jericho uh for another guy he's been wrestler of the week probably a lot 
Yeah, yeah and a couple tweet of the weeks too. Oh, I'm, in terms of in terms of like the amount of things he's won on this show, uh, between <laughs> tweet of the, the weeks, decorated. yeah, he's honestly one of the most decorated uh, wrestlers. A couple in, shooties, a, f- a few shoot. He's a unanimous uh, theme song shooty, which is almost like theme song, which is almost I like him, stable of the year one year, which is almost him like twice because not only is it his song, but he's singing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he's. Uh... One of the goats. Good Canadian guy. Oh, I'm also seeing here uh, unanimous promo of the year. Also, mm, I'm trying in, to think of what in 2019. Oh, it's probably one of the inner circle promos. It was, uh, it was the Cody pre-Jericho match. It was the okay. Cody Jericho pre-their match. Remember they had the one where it was like if Cody lost, he can never no be – uh, No more title shots. Yeah. So yeah. this is a this is a well-decorated athlete. <laughs> I gotta say, I gotta say. Well, thanks for listening. That's all the time we have. Rate, like, subscribe. Shows everywhere. We'll be back next week. We still have three weeks until Clash at the Castle and the All Out Weekend. Mike, I'm I'm, I'm seeing a three hour show on our horizon. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be a big, big bang. Good way to end the summer there. Labor Day weekend. Uh, yeah. So next couple of weeks will be all building towards. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. Cannot wait to see who debuts at Monday Night Raw in Toronto. Uh, thanks for listening, Mike. Take care of yourself. All right. We'll see you next week. Two.